Next on BYU Sports Nation, newly announced transfers from the basketball team. Who's out, who's in, and when will Dave Rose hire a new assistant coach? Greg Rebell joins us live in Studio B to give us his opinion. Plus, we talk to BYU baseball player Nate Favero about skin protection. Among other things, plus men and women's golf bring home even more hardware, and it's a ball night at Miller Park. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. It's time for sports. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Wednesday, April 26th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is busy taking jazz flute lessons today. So I'm joined by a man for the third day in a row whose sports is harder than anyone else I know, Brian Logan. Sports! I've been waiting to get this sweatshirt in the mail for a while. I finally got it. I love this your This your defines hoodie. my life. So Jerem has this, this black hoodie on. Well, sweatshirt because there's no hood. Yeah. Um, and he has sports across it with the period. And, and sports white. period, kind of. Sports period, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do sports like your period. hoodie, though. You you said that one of your kids, or both? Just one. My, my, one my Arlo. Arlo, the, the good dinosaur. Yeah. He would only go to sleep if he slept yeah. on on you on this with this on. It's this is rug. like microfiber to clean your computer or it's something. It's a rug. It's a rug. <laughs> it's a rug hoodie. I love it. And so, yeah, I mean, because my muscles are really big, right? Like my chest muscles. Yeah. Because I bench like 325 pounds. Noise. You know what I'm saying? Taysom Hill, come see me, you know. Uh, Apparently he has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, you know, it's just uncomfortable for the little man. So if I have this on and he falls asleep on me, I mean, he, it, it's it's so comfy. I mean, he just How do you clean that thing? Like, can you put that in the dryer? No, I haven't. You know, to be honest with you, I haven't cleaned, Everything. This. I haven't cleaned this yet. <laughs> Don't judge me, Jerem. Don't, well, now don't can, you judge me. Well, now I can smell it. Don't you judge me. Now you now you're think like, it's not 4D right now. Now I know what, what that smell is. Yeah, It's more the yeah. look, but yeah. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose met with the media for an end-of-year review yesterday afternoon. I was a part of that. Rose announced Jamal Eights will graduate this week. And transfer, also Stephen Bayo will transfer. And Davin Gwynn is going to law school, possibly at BYU, but he won't be with BYU basketball anymore. Coach Rose said, it's harder in today's world of college basketball to build stability. What has always been a real staple for us are what we consider to be program guys, guys that have kind of work their way through and then you know you get to your junior senior year and then they're really ready to help you and you really rely on them to to help you and it seems like if the success or opportunity isn't given early now that it's hard to keep those program guys here more on Dave Rose media comments coming up in what's trending including when he hopes to hire a new assistant coach to replace Terry Nashville BYU men's golf received a handful of conference end-of-year honors. Uh, let's, let's start off the list here. Uh, quite a few. Patrick Fishburne was named Co-West, uh, West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Rhett Rasmussen was named Freshman of the Year. And then three Cougars were also named to the All-WCC First Team. Patrick uh, Fishburne again, Rhett Rasmussen again, and then uh, Peter Quest. All who was on made the show the team yesterday. Congrats, Congrats to those guys. Oh, they were so good, right? And Peter Quest wins the WCC championships. He's the medalist. He's the, I, 
he's like the second or third best player on this team, right? Yeah. Which is awesome when you talk about the the number of talent there. Then the women's golf team, they also took home some hardware. Kendra Dalton, WCC Player of the Year, head coach Kerry Roberts, Coach of the Year. Uh, Dalton, Rose Huang, and Alex White, also named to the All-West Coast Conference first team. I want to make this point. Remember, BYU in this sport is called a winter school, okay? Or a cold, sorry, a cold weather school. Or winter. In golf... In golf, where BYU has to travel in the winter to go play said sport, BYU just racked up WCC Players of the Year. Boom. Championships. You can do it, right? You can do it. You you can do it. That's exactly right. That's right. Number 21, BYU softball is back in action tonight against Utah Valley, the greatest rivalry that Jerem is looking forward to. What? The Cougars put their 11-game win streak on the line at 8 p.m. Eastern at Gale Miller Park. BYU TV, BYU Radio tonight. Check it out. Both teams bat 306, by the way, which is kind of fun. Mm. Tonight. So, ball night. Spencer Linton on the call. Can't wait for that one. Spencer's back. Hey, welcome back, Spencer. It's going to be awesome. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Every rose has its transfer thorns. Thank you, Poison. Dave Rose addressed the media yesterday, as mentioned, and laid out what's been going on since the season ended five weeks ago. Among the discussion was the aforementioned transfers from the team. With that in mind, let's look at what next year's roster lookup might look like with scholarship players. So returning players, Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs, Peyton Dastrup, Nick Emery, Braden Shaw, TJ Haas, and maybe Eric Mika. Maybe. That's seven dudes, six or seven. Zach Frampton's a walk-on, by the way. So we're up to potentially eight if Eric Mika comes back. Returning from missions, Zach yeah. Selyus, who joined us on the program recently. Luke Worthington, Luke. Ryan Andrus, who got back two days ago, visited the basketball offices. Nice. And Dalton Nixon from Boston. Boston. He was in my sister's ward for a little bit. Oh, cool. Four. So that's 12. That means BYU has a scholarship currently available, paging all ballas who want to come to BYU. Call this number, 1-800-BALL-SO-HARD, University. Submit your applications. 422-BYU. Could we see another graduate transfer like LJ Rose? Question that we will go unanswered. That's called rhetorical. Mm. Guys that are out. I learned something new today. Jamal Apes <laughs> transferring. He'll graduate this week. Congratulations on, on uh, graduating. Yeah, that's yeah. That's first, first, first in his first, family. Yeah, congrats, man. We that's very cool. That's nice, very cool. Jamal. Okay? Nice. Uh, you know, bummer he's going somewhere else. Yeah. Congratulations. Stephen Bale will transfer. Davin Gwynn is going to law school. And uh, Dave Rose said, law school and basketball don't work well together, a.k.a. Jordan Chapman. <laughs> that was the message, I believe. He said that without saying Jordan Chapman's name. Corbin Kafusi focusing on football. Yay, is, good job for Corbin, man. Let's is, just give him another Yeah. Corbin Kafusi. But he's, I asked Dave Rose, I said, is he done with basketball? He said, I wouldn't say that. So I don't think the door is officially closed, right? I think the door is open if Corbin <laughs> wants to come back. Yeah, Karnowski's gone, so he doesn't need to play. Colby Lason, mission to Brazil. LJ Rose and Kyle Davis are graduating this week. That's a lot of dudes yeah. that I just listed that won't be on the team next year, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU basketball will lose seven players from this season's roster, and that could be eight with Eric Mika if he goes professional. That's a lot of dudes. Yeah, it's a lot, man. It's in a lot of different ways too. Yeah, two transfers, one law school, one football, one two mission. 
Two graduation and a partridge in a pear tree. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of different. I didn't see that in there. That's funny. <laughs> nice. There's a lot. Of... <laughs> We've been talking for like two and a half hours. That's a lot of different ways to lose guys. Okay, that's unique. I, obviously, the missions is pretty unique to BYU. Not exclusive to BYU, but pretty much. College basketball is funny that way, Brian. Yeah. There might be more attrition, even more than I just listed. I asked Dave Rose about that yesterday. Is there any more uh, roster attrition other than the four you mentioned at this time? I don't think so. Okay. And then the but, three? you know, we got so we got five months before we tip it up, you know. <laughs> uh, cute nervous laughter. <laughs> Hopefully. Got some, one, got some time, yeah. Who knows? So, so what's your opinion of this? We just laid out the roster, our stat of yeah. the day, seven gun. You return some real talent, most of which are the starters. If Eric yeah. Meek comes back, you return all five starters. But behind them, a lot of guys gone. Yeah, I think that's probably why I'm not as concerned um, is, is because you, you get all your ballers back. Um, I, th- I think that the biggest concern to me, man, is just what's going on in, in all of college basketball and, and more so just even, even BYU and guys wanting to, to leave and having the, the desire, man. I don't know what's wrong with this generation, dude. I it's mean, a Twitter generation. I'm just saying, like, way before hashtags, like, if you didn't start – or or play or whatever the case is, you had to you had to put your grown man pants on and look yourself in the mirror eye to eye and say, what do I have to do to 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 get on the court, get on the field, or whatever the case is? And I think the NCAA should look into you know something like this where there's certain type of restrictions uh, for guys transfer because it's the easy way out, man. What's gonna happen when these kids grow up and they got light bill like VG&E or you know water bills or whatever? You're just gonna go to another. D- Apartment or something, you know. It's it's. it's, it's, it's you could if you want. No man, no, Jerem. We're we're teaching these kids wrong life lessons, man. We're not preparing them for the world, dude. So that's my little you know side about that. But I think the biggest thing that I am excited for is Corbin Kafusi, and I think me. You think and, he can be a better football player? Way this time? a way better football. He can he can literally shut down one whole side of the football field. I mean, when you look at a, a three step drop ball coming out hot, defensive end, what they're what they supposed to do? Jump up. And knock the ball down. He's already like six, you know, fifteen. So <laughs> ball's not AKA going over there. Seven three. <laughs> and and then and then think about a, a quarterback rolling out to his side. I mean, you can't see anything with the with the big tree stump in your way. So I mean, I think I think this kid really has an opportunity to take it to the next level. Plus, when your brother is 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 in the NFL, I mm-hmm. mean, you just naturally kind of have a pathway there. Your dad you played. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that that helps. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I'm not overly concerned. This is a new. It's not new, is what I mean. It's about three transfers a year. So there are the three transfers. Davin Gwynn isn't transferring per se. He might go to law school here. We'll see. But he won't be on the team. Graduation missions are a normal deal. Graduation's a normal deal. Law school apparently is a normal deal. Now that's two years in a row <laughs> for BYU basketball. So not super concerned, but a little bit. The, the concern is that, okay, I, I was you know in on the uh, recruitment of a high-profile athlete here uh, a few years ago who's now in the NBA. Mm. Uh, this, this player was shown the next few years' roster. Yeah. BYU's unique that way. They, they could do that. I don't think you can do that anymore. Show you, you can show a couple of guys. You can't show 10 guys now, though, yeah. because yeah. you're losing guys. As for the second uh, biggest highlight, in our opinion, from yesterday's media session, the new assistant coach to replace Terry Nashers. Dave Rose said he wants to hire the new guy today if it was up to him, but it's not. It's anticipated that it could go two to four more weeks in reality. And what are some of the attributes that Dave Rose wants of a Terry Nashville replacement? Here's what he said. 
I want a guy who has been, uh, you know, in in down in the trenches and and been challenged and always seems to rise with, uh, um, a, you know, a real real positive attitude and and positive results. Do you agree with that assessment from Dave Rose, Brian Logan, of yeah. the attributes? Of the new assistant coach, whenever he's hired. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, to 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 take it from a player's perspective, I mean, obviously, I would want a coach to come in that that has experience, proven experience. Uh, I mean, and and to me, I mean, what what better way for me to respect my coach, look up to my coach, take everything in um, from my coach with him being at the next level, right? So so playing yeah. in the NBA, uh, I've had coaches that played in the NFL versus, you know, not in the NFL or not even in college, and the respect level just naturally is, is just different. Um, and then when you, when you look at that, though, you know that there is a opportunity um, from, con- from a connection standpoint. Um, and, and then, and, and then so, so that's from, from a player's perspective. Um, you know, from a fan, I would, I would definitely want somebody to come in with, with recruiting. Um, BYU, is, it's such a challenge with any sport, man, to get good athletes here because it's so unique. And so a coach that, and, and a coaching staff that can overcome that, psh, I mean, who knows, sky is the limit, right? Yeah, in terms of recruiting rankings and getting those guys, that's actually been a strength of the program recently, given the kinds of guys that BYU has been able to get. Last year you have six top 100 guys out of high school. Injuries, youth played a huge role, as chronicled and documented well by us and everybody else. But, okay, uh, all, those guys, I, all those guys, LDS, right? Uh, LJ Rose, not LDS. Yoli Childs was not LDS okay. prior to getting here. Okay. So two of the f- six were not. See, and that's, and, th- and that's, and that's kind of what I mean by that. I, I always believe, man, that BYU should get every top, you know, five-star, top 100, whatever athlete that's LDS. That's not the case, right? The, but, this but I believe. This line of thinking went away in the night. <laughs> With Chris I'm Burgess, just, I'm just saying. It did. I'm just saying, right? Roger Reed, you just disappointed. And, well, then you like, and then look, that was ninety-two, three. Well, look, look, I'm just saying, that's what should happen. I'm just saying, we don't live should. in a per- we don't live in a perfect world, that's, Jerem. That's live in sure. a fallen world, Jerem. You know, apple in the tree thing. <laughs> Recruiting <laughs> fallen too. But then go. I mean, go outside a little bit, right? I mean, uh, try to find kids that are you know have a good good you know foundation. Uh, from a religion standpoint, faith-wise, that want to live these these the, the lifestyle can make it here, um, but are still talented as well. Yoli Childs is a Yoli. great example. Yeah, recently of a guy like yep. that. Our Twitter question today is this: What level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster, if any? Right? Use the hashtag BYUSN at McKay Allen underscore Allen. Hi. More often than not, teams with high quality rotation, juniors and seniors, are competing for conference titles and deeper NCAA tournament runs. I would submit this idea in relation to this. The guys that are transferring are probably transferring because they want more playing time. Yeah, that's, Generally, that's mine. the idea. Eights, yeah. um, Bayo, Gwynn had, had some decent looks this year. Davin Gwynn and Stephen Bayo played significantly near the end due to injury. But the five starters are returning for BYU if Eric Mika comes back. Those are the, those are the horses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the guys behind them. You need depth, absolutely. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Keep the tweets coming. What level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster? It's seven, potentially eight, with Eric Mika. Coming up, Nate Favero from the baseball team on the Batcats' big weekend in San Diego. And what SP what SPF does he use? Jason <laughs> Shepard sent us that one. That's funny. But first, the Calgary Flames' biggest fan west of the Mississippi, Greg Rebell, 
is in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Number 21 softball will play Utah Valley this evening in Provo. If you can't make it out to that game, you can watch it on BYU TV and BYU Radio apps at 8 p.m. Eastern. Ball night at Miller Park. Check it out. Twitter question, what level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster at BYU Pinot? Everyone is hyped about the LP3 last season and fans' expectations weren't met. This turnover could be a good thing. Anything can happen. Well, the Lone Peak 2 are back, plus yeah. potentially Eric Mika. Potentially, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Anytime expectations aren't met, obviously there's some uh, disgruntled fans, but I think that ship has sailed, and now we're just kind of waiting to see what the roster looks like. With that, we bring in radio play-by-play man for BYU Sports, Gregor Bell. Greg, welcome back to the show, man. Jerem, hello. below. It's great to have you. Uh, when we're talking about this roster and the level of concern, and you were there uh, y- yesterday, any level of concern on your end of the amount of turnover that we're kind of seeing a, consistently get a little bit higher every year with BYU basketball? Well, it's kind of the trend uh, nationally, and, and in, in, in this respect, BYU kind of follows the trend. It's, it's not afflicting only BYU, uh, but I think uh, the, the contrast to maybe in years past is what's maybe alarming some people, is that uh, BYU might have been a little more immune to it. Uh, for, for, for certain reasons in the past, and now it seems like it's uh, just kind of uh, uh, what's happening everywhere is now happening uh, in Provo. Are, so are you concerned at all with this? Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a great level of concern because I don't know how the next season has played out yet. I, I don't know what, what the end result is of, of the current situation, and it could be that a very good thing results out of all of this. So um, I, I think I'd say curious more than concerned at this point. Is, is this a situation that can be avoided, or is it just this younger, entitled generation um, that you know coaches are just going to have to deal with? It's something Dave Rose is having to deal with, I think, more now than he used to. And um, I, I think of it this way. My, my wife was uh, with her mom back east last week on, on a vacation. They, they were in Savannah, Georgia. And in Savannah, Georgia, there's a place called Chippewa Square. And Chippewa Square is where they filmed those uh, Forrest Gump park bench scenes. Mm. <laughs> and and, and what, what did Forrest Gump say uh, on the park bench about life being a box of chocolates? Yeah. Well, for Dave Rose right now, BYU basketball is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the way it's been. I, I, and, and that's kind of a, a little bit new. Um, and, and, uh, and, again, trending nationally, but now kind of, uh, kind of hitting BYU maybe more than it used to. And, and some of it is societal, and some of it is uh, millennial, and all the things that Dave kind of alluded to yesterday. But that's kind of where he is right now. He's having to deal with a lot more uh, uncertainty. Uh, he, I, th- I think he thought, and BYU fans thought, you could plan out X number of years and have a fairly good expectation of what's going to occur, and uh, you never know what you're going to get, and it's happening a lot, yeah. It's probably like every BYU student's experience. Hey, I'm going to BYU. This is my major. I expect to get married this year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It doesn't always happen Three kids, like you yeah, think it is. Yet... I think there was kind of this era expectation with, all right, we got these three dudes from Lone Peak. We've added these really good pieces. So BYU fans just want some kind of continuity and s- to see it pay off. Well, and, and that, 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 was, that was the thing. There was an expectation of these, you know, the, these core players would be together for X number of years. It might be one year. Yeah. They might have had one year together, and that's it. 
So that, that's, that's the best example of just how really things have changed. Uh, I, I want to relate it to, to this a little bit. Uh, Dave Rose is, is an old school, classic rock, rock and roll guy. Okay? In Dave's day, you'd buy an album. Okay? And you'd put on the album, and you'd play side one. You'd flip it over, you'd play side two. You'd love the album. You'd enjoy the album. Well, now it's an iPod shuffle generation. And now it's a song here, it's a song there. Don't like what you hear, go to the next song. And, and basketball, back in the day, it was album basketball. You had your guys, they'd play side one, they'd play side two, they'd have four years, and that was your program. They were program guys, like Dave said yesterday. Well, now... It's, it's the iPod Shuffle basketball teams. It's, it's a player here. It's a player there. Don't like this song. Don't like this season. I'm gone. New song, new player. That's where we're at right now. And so it's gone from classic rock, listen to the album, to uh, millennial rock, uh, shuffle it, and pick a song here, pick a song there, like it, don't like it, get rid of it, bring it in, bring a new one in. And that's kind of where we're at nowadays. Yeah, and we could debate all day what is better, right? Yeah. Because I, I want to feel like in my life, in any situation, that I can better myself at any point, yeah. right? Yep. So I you can still bl- get you can still get a ton of good music with your shuffle. Yeah, I mean you can shuffle and get yes. great music. You're going to get great players. You can still make it happen. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Dave talked yesterday about uh, you know he used to be able to count on a certain level of continuity, and and even just in his 12 years, it's probably gone from album to to, to shuffle in that time. To whereas there's a lot more shuffling going on right now. And again, you can still get good players and win a lot of games and win 20 plus and play in good tournaments and be successful, and they've been in this wheel game, will continue to be. It's just doing it a different way. So how, how does, I mean, a coach's strategy need to change? I mean, is it just like living in the moment, or, or what's, what's the best way to approach it? Well, you're not Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky is, I mean, John Calipari, for all the you know, criticism he gets, there ha- there's a skill involved oh, yeah. in turning everything over every year and yeah. still getting the results you want to get. Said this morning, yeah. And is not quite at that position, obviously, and they'll do it differently. But again, I think they're also, you have to credit the acumen of Dave and his staff to make sure that you're still getting good to really good results. And, and, and I, I continue to tell people this. Um, you know, there's a lot of hand-wringing over 22 wins. If, if that's the situation, if there's the angst over 22 wins um, and being one of the you know, 28% of teams that play in the top two tournaments at the end of the season, you're in a pretty good spot. You've got a really good program if that's the cause of the hand-wringing. That said, Dave Rose knows that there's you know, some cause for uh, uh, change. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing change uh, at different places and different parts of the team because he knows that even though 22 is, is good and 22 is, is something that a lot of teams would love to have, for him and his expectations, it's not where it needs to be. BYU Radio play-by-play man Greg Bells on BYU Sports Nation. Now you have this new assistant coach position. Does BYU need a guy to fill in the offensive prowess of Terry Nashif? Or a guy that's going to bring in some defense? What do you think matters more for this hire? Well, Dave said yesterday that he'd like a guy that could fit in wherever Dave needs him to fit. So you want somebody with both offensive and defensive acumen. That said, he also alluded to the notion of experience and extended recruiting ties. Uh, And that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if the coach he brings in, in addition to having those two attributes, also has a specialty per se. And if that specialty were on the defensive side of the ball, I also wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but clearly, he's uh, this, this, as he kind of hinted yesterday, this may not be the time for the up-and-comer. This may not be the time for the young gun that says, put me in coach. Uh, this might be the time for the guy that's got connections, a little more established. And uh, at least that was what I read from, from Dave's comments, maybe leaning that direction. Greg, BYU has a scholarship available. What kind of player do you think that uh, that scholarship to go to 
for BYU's needs. Well, it's one and maybe two, right? It's one if Eric Meek is back. It's two if Eric Meek is not back. Yep. So up, up to two. Uh, if Eric Meek were not to return, I think you'd like to see uh, an experienced big. I, I, I'll bring up Rafael Araujo's name. That kind of guy. Wouldn't that be great if that kind of guy were available? If you were to lose an Eric Mika and bring in a Juco big, yeah. I use Hoffa's name because that's similar to the, yeah. to the role that you might want to fill, uh, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? And then, and then you're looking for probably a backup or a combo guard, uh, a guard and a big. And if Eric Mika's back, you're looking for a guard probably. Uh, but, uh, again, if, er- if Eric's path takes him somewhere else, you've got two spots now to fill. And, and like Dave said yesterday, you have to wait probably a month to know for sure whether you need to fill that spot. He may be thinking of some things, but you really can't pull the trigger until that, that, that deadline comes and goes and you know for sure uh, if, if the big man's back. The timing there is interesting because at this point, you'd get kind of diamonds in the rough at this point. Because that's, a lot of guys at this point are on a roster. That's yeah. why I think that, 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 the, that the key here might be the assistant coach. Um, the guy you bring in might be the guy that has the tie to the kind of player you might need to fill that spot. Or and two. maybe a grad transfer, possibly. I think LJ yeah. Rose is, what, the first? So who knows if BYU goes that route again. And, and, and what Dave said about grad transfers yesterday, too, um, is also, I, I think, a big takeaway. The... The, the first wave of transfers, that is the guys who just don't want to play where they play and they go city year, uh, that first wave created the second wave because you had so many guys leave and then graduate early that necessitated the second wave of guys who then realized they could go and play somewhere else without sitting. Dave talked about uh, how that trend would be cut really, really quickly if they made you sit on that second transfer. If you were a grad transfer... And wanted to go somewhere and still had to sit again before you played. You'd you'd find very few players relatively doing because he said right now the smaller programs get cherry picked by the bigger programs looking for that guy that graduated early and take him for that one year. If you had to sit before playing that one year, you'd see very few of those guys doing it. Um, and so what Dave said about grad transfers is very true. They're, 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 a second wave was created by the number of unhappy first waivers that simply left as undergrads, right? The guys that leave because they're not happy. Well, now they're leaving and graduating early, and it creates, again, a whole second wave, which is a new thing coaches didn't have to deal with uh, too many years ago. That's the the solution right there, Jerem. But now it's getting tricky. Did that guy redshirt already? Are you going to allow a second redshirt? Is it a six-year deal now? Now those guys are not NBA guys, like, at all. Now it's getting weird. And and Dave said the intent of the rule was you go to a two-year program. You're going for a two-year's master's program. Well, You could actually finish it. Yeah, but but that but that's almost becoming uh, a fallacy because they're there for one year to play ball. What happens with that second year is is no one's business at that point. They're just it's a formality. Yeah, and it's all a ruse. We just kind of go, yeah, he's in school. Go like you hope he finishes. Whatever. Yep. Get buckets. So (laughs) yeah, at the end of the day. Um, So something I I, I, that that you said about. Um, strategically bringing another coach in for, with recruiting ties. It reminded me of Coach Holiday, right, a couple of years ago um, with Jordan Leslie and how you know he brought him in with him. Do you see Dave Rose doing something like that um, strategically, with with an, having in mind that hey, I mean, yeah, this kid can only come one year. Um, he can leave. He can transfer. Uh, but really, you know, give all of that up or, or other options up just to kind of get a kid, a coach to come in with other, another kid. I wouldn't know that Dave's targeting a coach, targeting a coach for a kid right now. I think I think Dave is targeting a coach that has the kinds of ties that could pay dividends for BYU, uh, both near uh, short term and long term. I, I would just say generally that would probably be the hope because he brought it up. He he thought that um, that extended recruiting ties would be beneficial. He said recruiting is the lifeblood of the program of any program, and that may may be where he goes. Where, where it might not be the time 
for the kid trying to break into the game right now as a coach at, the, at this level. Again, Dave said he's going to listen to everybody because you've got to give everyone due diligence. But, yeah. again, my sense, my read of what he looked for was somebody that's maybe a little more established. He talked about a guy who's been in the trenches. I think that means a guy who's been to a few different schools. Uh, that's just, again, my read on that. Okay, let's finish with this, and I'm, I didn't prep you with this at all. Just one fun fact about Canada that the people should know that they might not know. A fun fact about Canada, um, it has produced um, n- not only a share, its share of great musicians and hockey players, but, uh, but good newsmen as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jennings was Canadian. Okay. Uh, Morley Safer was Canadian. Um, and uh, a couple, couple, couple good news guys that I think people might know. We'll yeah. look to sponsor this segment in the future. Yeah, Maybe what's, with the Canadian sponsor. What's, what's yeah. great about Canada? Yeah, what's great, yeah, about, what's great about Canada? <laughs> Question mark, yeah. yeah. I, like Greg. Can- I like Canadians. Yeah. yeah. I'm not just you know, Greg, yeah, Greg is the, Greg, the greatest Justin Canadian. Justin Bieber, no, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're in the oh, same category, oh, right? Again, there. again, we could go the music and hockey route, but that's yeah. just so cliche at this point. Yeah, you know? at this point, it's Rush and hockey. But comedians, comedians too. Mike Myers. That's a pretty good one. You know, I, I mean, one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, hey, don't use all your content right now. Okay, we want to save some <laughs> for later. Right? We, need, we, need, we need more for what's uh, the next segment of what's exactly. great about Canada. What's great about Canada. Okay. What's great about Canada. We'll get it sponsored, and there we go. <laughs> we okay. appreciate the time. What level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Boyd underscore Stir. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1, low anxiety, 10, high. I'm an 8. Hmm. So there you go. We'll pray for you. <laughs> Bring that stress level down. Coming up, a little big deal, no deal on the latest headlines. But first, Nate Favero of the baseball team. Did you hear what they did in San Diego? For the first time ever, they took a game and they won two of three in our nation's finest city. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hi, Nate. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, Brian. Yes, that's right. In fact, if you missed our last interview with Greg Rebell, shame on you! No, I'm just fine. Uh, but <laughs> someone's like, I just tuned in. Wait a minute, yeah. Uh, you can catch that interview and more on BYU TV or BYU radio apps or download the podcast. Great conversation about uh, Dave Rose and what was discussed yesterday, as well as kind of what's going on with BYU hoops and where BYU is going. Check it out if you missed it. On demand. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Dave Rose met with the media for an end-of-year review yesterday afternoon. Rose announced Jamal Eights will graduate this week and transfer. Stephen Bale will also transfer. And Davin Gwynn is going to law school, possibly at BYU, but he's not going to be playing on the basketball team anymore. Coach Rose said it is harder in today's world of college basketball to build stability. BYU men's golf received What has always been a real staple for us are what we consider to be program guys, guys that have kind of worked their way through, and then you know you get to your junior, senior year, and then they're really ready to help you, and you really rely on them to, to help you. And it seems like if the success or opportunity isn't given early now, that it's hard to keep those program guys here. Indeed, uh, despite Brian Logan's pleadings to continue and interrupt Dave Rose. But Dave- <laughs> false start. <laughs> Actually, not false start. Yeah, Maybe offsides. I play defense. If you missed the roster breakdown, the timeline on when Dave Rose wants to hire that new assistant coach, we broke that down earlier in the program. Download the podcast. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. My time to shine. <laughs> BYU men's golf received a handful of conference end-of-the-year honors. Patrick Fishburne was named Co-West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Rhett Rasmussen was named Freshman of the Year, and then three Cougars were also named to the All-WCC First Team, Patrick Fishburne, Rhett Rasmussen, and Peter Quest, the best name ever, All-Made First Team. Seriously, awesome, right? Women's golf also took home some hardware. Kendra Dalton, WCC Player of the Year, Head Coach Kerry Roberts, 
Coach of the Year, Dalton, uh, Dalton, Rose Wong, and Alex White, all named to the first team all-conference. Ball so hard. Number 21, BYU softball is back in action tonight against Utah Valley. Jerem Jordan's secretly his favorite team. No, uh, Utah the, <laughs> is my favorite rival. <laughs> the Cougars put their 11-game win streak on the line at 8 p.m. Eastern at Gale Miller Park. Check it out tonight, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Our next guest is on the baseball team. His name is Nate Favero. Is this your first time in the studio? This is the first time in the studio. Awesome. Yeah, nice. I don't know what took so long. I, I personally blame <laughs> our producer, but I'm glad that you're in the studio. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, the Badcats, right now, you guys are playing some good, good baseball. We what, are. What's it like to be a part of that right now? What, what changed? Um, you know, I think this team, as we've known from the beginning, and last year has, just has so many tools, especially offensively. I think you look up and down the lineup, there's not one easy out. And then guys coming off the bench, I mean, depending on the game, we have so many different pieces. I think that's a big thing. So um, just depending on the situation, whatever it might be, we can put anyone in and, and have confidence that they're going to get it done. I think that's like the biggest part of mm. Of the success right now. So you're hitting 298 right now. How, 298. How, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> how, you really didn't? Thanks for telling me that. Oh, no problem, man. <laughs> Just under 300. Sports. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we'll. I was going to go and ask you um, how OCD are you about getting to 300, but how OCD are you going to be now, now that you know? <laughs> <laughs> About getting to three. Right. No, it's funny because, you know, most of the time when you play on the road, sometimes they have the, like, the scoreboard that has the numbers on it and things. But at home, you look up there and you see your average every time you get up. So I can usually keep a little better track of it when we're playing at home. Okay. But now that I know, yeah, definitely that's kind of the mark, right? Trying to get to 300. So Better than the Mendoza line, I'll tell you that, <laughs> uh, which is 200 if you're unaware. How do you not know what your batting average is? You don't look at your numbers, like, um, on the season? Like I said, I mean, when, when I go, when we play at home, it's always up there. So I know where I'm at That's every bat. That's the only bat. way you know. And when it's, when it's diving, it kind of stinks, right? You look up there and you're like, man, I got to get hit this time. Uh, yeah, right. Like 284. <laughs> That's, why they put, That's why they put it up there for, for motivation, right? Yeah. Put yeah. that batting average up there. No, I, I try not to. I try not to look. So Is that uh, – why is that? Because I would, I would imagine that – I'm just guessing maybe most guys kind of, okay – what am I? All right, let's keep it going or whatever. But you choose not to. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of one of those things. Baseball's funny because you can hit the ball hard, you know, and, and a lot of time you're going to get out. And I think I'd just rather look at it that way and say, man, that's a hard hit ball, you know, rather than looking at because sometimes then you hit a bleeder and it falls. So it, I think it just all evens out, and I try not to look at, at the numbers too much, but rather base it off whether it was a good at bat or not. So, so you can win an at bat, but get out. Like you go, okay, that was a good at bat. Yeah, I'm I think, I think so, absolutely. Okay. I mean, we even keep like charts. It's like quality at bats. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. I mean, I should know this. Actually, I've never done the chart, but I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if you battle and strike out if it still counts as a quality at bat. But I know there are ways, you know, without getting a hit, that it can still be a good at bat. Definitely. Yeah. So I think that's one way to look at it. When I first came and played football here, I remember Scott Johnson was told me the biggest the biggest tip you'll ever take from me is, you know, don't look at your stats, don't look at you know com- where you're at in the conference, right. um, you know, don't read any articles or newspapers because you you got here for a reason. And you got a scholarship and, you know, you put your pants on just like the other person, your opponent or your, your teammates. So just go out there and do you and, and let the rest take care of itself. So I think that's probably a, a, a big part of it as well. If, you're, if you take that, right, I understand, yeah. you know, that kind of just helps you block everything else out. No, absolutely. I mean, obviously the numbers tell the story somewhat, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I try, I try not to look. Yeah. I try not to look, so – I think it's a kind of a mental thing. Let's talk about the Utah game, which was rain-delayed and then canceled uh, last Tuesday. Apparently, yeah. apparently there was a ball that was being thrown between the dugouts, and there was messaging going on. Can you give us any 
clue into what was happening because Riley Gates <laughs> didn't know. Riley, okay. So, yeah, this time I was not, I was not participating in this either, but <laughs> I know wasn't it's – It wasn't me, Coach. It wasn't me, right? I just, no, it's funny because I remember we were sitting there, and, and this happened one time my freshman year, and I'm going to kind of call out Coach right here, but I remember he, he got on us a little bit about that. He didn't want us doing that with the other team because it was probably – we're probably going to resume the game. Yeah. It wasn't like a heavy rain or anything. This one was kind of – it was a done deal. It was over. So we were having a little fun. But, yeah, and that's a typical thing that goes on in – you see it in the major leagues too. I mean, maybe not that, but guys doing funny things during rain delays. Oh yeah, who, who's who's gonna who's gonna stay outside the dugout until the ump after the anthem until the ump makes them go in? <laughs> like like yeah. random stuff, right? Yeah, no, and you see guys sliding across the tarp and stuff. So there's yeah, there's some the there's some funny stuff going on. You should yeah. bring some soap, you know, for that. <laughs> Dish, yeah. dish soap. Dish soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Just don't bring a bar, but yeah, dish soap. yeah. I mean, you can. It's hard at work, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a slip and slide. Jason Shepard uh, fed us this one, so we have to ask, a, uh, ask you, Uh-oh. what SPF do you use for soap? Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's a Jason um, question. I want to make that clear. <laughs> talking about skin protection skin here, protection, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is funny. I well, I had a sunscreen that I like to use. I mean, that's obviously that's an important thing to me, right? Yeah. As you can as you can tell. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Same with me. Same with me. Right, right. Too. So yeah, and then it ran out, and I was like, bummer. So I got this sunscreen from the trainers. This is Alex's sunscreen, our trainer, and it's like SPF 100. And so I put this thing on, and like it wouldn't rub in all the way. Like I was trying to rub it in, and like I'll get in comments, I'll practice. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it, no. I was even wider than I am right now. If that's <laughs> that's te- even possible. There's techniques you gotta you gotta you gotta rub uh, counterclockwise. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Well, it depends it uh, if you're north or south of the equator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. San Francisco coming up this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Saturday, of course, uh, coming up as well. Good luck in that three game series. Thank you. Here's some karma to get above 300. BYU Sports Nation. And then, nope. That, none give, of that. Me, give me your hand, Jerem. Don't fight it. And then, Don't fight it, Jerem. I'm going to transfer, Brian. And then, uh, <laughs> do you mind signing our uh, stretch Y flag? Oh, yeah. Where's, where's that? Right oh, here. right here. Okay, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. Right, Jerem. Nate Favero of the baseball team. He guarantees at least four hits this weekend mm. for himself. And he guarantees the that Shaver and Kyle Dean will both hit home runs. If you need SPF 100, Nate is your guy. Our Twitter question, <laughs> what level of concern do you have with the SPF 100 for, No, with the turnover <laughs> on the BYU basketball roster at Brute DR to quote K2SO. It's high. It's very high. That's from Rogue One if you missed it. Have you seen Rogue oh, One? Oh, yeah. Right? I don't know the names, though. Who's, which one is that's, that? That's, that's the, the robot? main droid. Like the really Oh, I love yeah. that dude. He's hilarious. Coming up, Big Deal, No Deal. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Sports! Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV, Brian, at 6 Eastern. My turn, my turn. Sports! Baseball will play San Francisco tomorrow here in Provo at 8 p.m. Eastern. Sports! You can also watch it on BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Sports! I really do love sports. I'm serious. <laughs> Twitter question. What level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster? At Denton Good. Depends on who they get to replace those that are leaving. Hmm. That's a fair question. Yeah. Um, it's just a little concerning when you're like, hey, I thought we were going to have this group together for a couple of years. Yeah. But as uh, Gregor Bell mentioned, with great analogy, he said, it's not the album era, it's the iPod shuffle, the shuffle yeah. era. Yeah. 
I mean, I, which I, can be better, yeah, but also it can be worse. Well, right? it's just it's just adapting to the times. That's that's really what it comes down to. Yes, and you yes. know, me being a marketer and all, uh, you know, coming from <laughs> the different technologies, I'm there's, really there's excited. So many, I know, I got goosebumps right now. Um, you, you, I mean, you have to, you just have to adapt with the times and the technologies. Adapt and, or die. Th- yeah, it's, it's, it's the old I mean, it proverb. Changed, Literally, though, I mean, you, it changes with recruit how recruiting is done. You can do it on social media now. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's just you got to be a little bit more strategic in adapting to how these kids are and just really their, their mentalities and their mindsets. Is adapting a big deal? I would say so, which brings us to big deal, no deal. Nice. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one, Benjamin Bagley. Big deal, no deal. Well, I want to go all five of them with the Raiders and Marshawn Lynch, but I'm going to avoid doing that. So we'll stick to what the script says. BYU (laughs) hoops losing at least three guys from last season's roster to transfer or law school. You go first. No deal. This is common. In fact, a few months ago, I told you 2.8 a year, the last uh, five for BYU. So this was to be expected. Uh, told you that there was some change coming, and here it is, right? Um, Stephen Bayo, Jamal Ates, Davin Gwynn. Appreciated in the program, right? Um, they, they were guys that you were hoping to you know, develop off the bench and provide a spark there. Yeah. It's not the starters. Um, so I, I'm not going to go after them individually. I'll go after the idea of losing three players, which is the idea here. I say no deal because this is to be expected. Bummer to lose these guys, though. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Jerem. I'll, I'll kind of go after them a little bit. Um, Whoa. And not in a negative way, but just stating facts. Um, I mean, the fact that they weren't heavy you know, uh, contributors and you're not losing any starters or anything like that, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. From a statistical um, you know, standpoint, yeah, you're saying? Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. I mean, now from a culture and, and just building up unity and family, yeah, man, it sucks. But, yeah, that means I can't do nothing about that. So. Yeah. Number two. Big deal, no deal. The timeline on hiring a new assistant coach for BYU basketball. Go ahead. You want me to go first? Okay. I love, you. I love I, you. Go first. I go, I go no deal. It's the next two to four weeks. Is it taking a while? Are there guys that BYU could maybe get if they hire a different guy? No, it's April 26th. There's not a difference between April 26th and May 26th in the higher, uh, hiring of this new assistant coach, in my opinion. BYU still has uh, Andrew May, Tim Lacombe, and uh, Quincy Lewis uh, on the staff. They're recruiting currently. They're out there over the weekend. They were out recruiting. No deal. I'm going to say big deal, and I get what you're saying, Jerem, but this, I mean, the, the, the unity and the relationship between a coach and a player is, is one that can go on forever and ever and ever. I will forever, ever text Coach Howe and Bronco Mendenhall. What I'm saying, Jerem, is that these guys are one barbecue or one bowling, you know, event away from really bonding together and getting that chemistry. And so the faster a coach can get here, I think the better it is um, for more than just being on the court, uh, really understanding and building these relationships with these kids. But take your time with the hire. Get the right guy. Also, it's BYU. There's a little more tape to go through. Yeah, it's hiring hard. a it's guy. Def- yeah, I, def- and I definitely understand From a that. religious standpoint. Yep. Yeah, you have to go through all those. By design, those, by choice. All, right? those, all those checks, right? Yeah. And, yeah, background checks. Checks and balances. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say background checks. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron saying the Tigers' starting QB role is up for competition. No deal. When has LSU had a quarterback that 
was worth their salt recently. You know what I mean? And even if they did have a really good one, he wasn't. He was Marcus. a bust in the NFL. Jamarcus. <laughs> what? Jamarcus. Jamarcus Russell was a bust in the NFL. Can you put Ben on the, on the screen so we can if, laugh at him? If L- LS, yeah, Ben likes LSU. G A G E A U X Tigers, right? Go Tigers! <laughs> I say no deal on this. Whatever they they have legit players like at every other position. That's the situation. Yeah, I, I, once they I get a quarterback, they're going to compete with uh, Alabama. I agree with you. I agree with you, man. I mean, it's it's not like they are known, like you said, for a gun slinging you know offense. They they're gonna you know what school is BYU. Yeah, BYU is yep. Mm-hmm. And they play a game <laughs> for LSU against Portland State. Countdown to the Viking. One twenty-two. There's a lot of yelling going on. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> Where are you yelling? I'm right here. One twenty-two. So before LSU, Portland State, then LSU in Houston. I don't think it's going to matter who the quarterback is for no. LSU. To be honest, yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be a, a fun game. No to deal. Say the least. No deal. Number, <laughs> number four. Bit of a curveball here. You'll get the pun in a second. Bigger, big deal or bigger deal? Mm. BYU baseball winning 12 of their last 15 or BYU softball winning 11 straight and being ranked 21st? This is unbelievably Ooh. difficult, and Ooh. you're making us no, it's pick not. one. It's easy, Benjamin. Oh, man. What is it? another curveball at me. Knock that thing out the park, too. What is it, wiffle ball king? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Um, <laughs> this is easy. Uh, uh. Oh, I've been sick a little bit. I had to just swallow. Why a little are you bit. sweating yeah, now? Yeah, that's weird. I'm not sweating. That's just see when you're black and you have you know light hitting you and you do your own makeup. It just looks like that a little bit. You so, seem nervous. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your answer? I'm gonna say softball, man. Softball. Yeah. I'm Why gonna say softball? Just because they're ranked. I mean, eleven eleven straight straight is is hard. I think. Oh, but yeah. then just then being ranked, man, twenty one, like. That was the biggest thing for me coming in 2009, uh, knowing that BYU was ranked, and then being able to finish, I think, what, 12? Like, we were, like, we were relevant. Like, it, didn't, it didn't matter if we, we didn't win a national championship, we didn't do all these great things, but we were ranked, right? At the end of the day, like, I can say that. In 2010, I just went home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still went to a bowl game. I go, I'll go baseball on this because expectation for softball is really high, and they're exceeding that, which is great. But baseball was cruising into mediocrity. Now they've won 12-15. They won two of three at San Diego. They are competing for the conference championship. The pitching's been stellar. Colton Shaver has raised his batting average over 100 points. Mm. I'll go with baseball. With no Bring slight it. to softball, both are big deals. Bring it, big Jim. or bigger deal. Preach. That wraps up big Preach. deal, no deal. <laughs> 122 days to count down to the Vikings. Our Twitter question, what level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster? At Melocopter, who won the not-so-pro day, or hey. as Brian called it, the not-so-good pro day. That was an accident. Somebody he wrote said, that. It's never good. Chalk up all, a lot of our struggles this year to turnover. I'm level 7 concerned. Hmm. I assume that's out of 10. If it's out of 100, then there's no concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. At one bald Cairo duck. I got tired of all the angst, so I've decided to permanently don blue goggles. It's full of WCC titles and national <laughs> champions. Come join me. It's wonderful. Oh, it is wonderful. I don't have any blue Coming guys. up, who's transferring from BYU basketball? Golf home brings brings home the hardware, and minor league baseballers go off. Big Deal No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. 
I believe finals are over on campus, right? Is that the case? Finals are over? Yeah. So congratulations hey. to all the students. They end nice. today. So, yeah, hey. the, the, the busy bees with the backpacks walking around Woo. campus. Good luck on the final day of finals. Yes, prank, bro, yo. Thanks to our guests today, Greg Rebell and Nate Favero, the baseball team. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play or any of the 8,000 other ways. Yes, true that. Future guests include Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, Optimum Scouting, uh, Eric Galco, and my third cousin, David Nixon. Third cousin, huh? Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose met with the media for an, an end of the year review yesterday afternoon. Rose announced Jamal Aids will graduate this week and transfer. Also, Stephen Bayo will transfer, and Davin Gwynn is going to law school, possibly at Brigham Young University. Cougars in the draft. ESPN's Todd McShay lists BYU running back Jamal Williams as the 143rd ranked player on his final top 300 prospect list for the NFL draft. Golf. Men's BYU golf received a handful of conference end-of-year honors. Patrick Fishburne was named Co-West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Rhett Rasmussen was named Freshman of the Year. Those two were named All-WCC First Team as well as Peter Quest. On the women's side, uh, BYU took home some hardware as well. Kendra Dalton, WCC Player of the Year. Head coach Kerry Roberts, Coach of the Year. Dalton, Rose Wong, and Alex White were also named to the All-West Coast Conference first team. Softball. Number 21 softball is back in action tonight against Utah Valley. The Cougars put their 11-game win streak on the line at 8 p.m. Eastern at Gale Miller Park. Cougars in the minors. You can watch that on BYU TV and BYU Radio, by the way. Brendan Lund, yes. one for four for the Burlington Bees. They lost to the <laughs> Cedar Rapids Colonels. What? Also in action on the diamond, <laughs> Michael Rucker pitched two innings, striking out three, allowing no runs in a South Bend Cubs win over the Lansing Lugnuts. Those are real names, people. Wow. Gotta love a piece of Americana. Yes. Minor League Baseball. (laughs) Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. For help when you need the most, DexterLaw.com. How about men and women's golf? Hey. Not only did they win the championships on Saturday, they continue to bring home the hardware. Nice. That's pretty cool. Our Twitter question, what level of concern do you have with the turnover on the BYU basketball roster? At Tech Guy. That's a great Twitter handle. It's a, it's a wonderful You own some market on that. Mm. If Mika <laughs> returns, then happy day. All is well in Zion. If Mika leaves, then there's serious concern. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy, happy day. day. Uh, uh, when uh, Jesus uh, walks. How much does this... <laughs> hard transition out of that. How, how much concern is there based on yeah Eric Mika? Is it all about Eric Mika? I think it was everything but Mika when we first thought of the question. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too, man. I agree with you. At uh, Laser Sheet provides our elite tweet of the day. The team wasn't bad last season, but I don't see the changes making them a worse team. Hmm. Growing pains with talent, I expect the same. True that. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. For Brian, I'm Jerome. Shout out to Bravid Nogan, our good personal friend. Ugly like friend. Stephen Sorry. A. Smith. BYU Sports Nation's back at it tomorrow. New Eastern time. You're 50% of that. <laughs>